Yo, once again, it's on, people. Welcome back to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and joining us today, as always, we have Keith Denny. How you doing, sir? Good. How you doing, man? Pretty good. And Mr. Tim Malloy. How are you? Good, sir. Pretty, pretty fantastic. And today we are talking about Black Mirror, which is freaking crazy in season five. The new season uh, just came out on Netflix. It has three episodes. Today we'll be talking about the first episode, Striking Vipers, which I gotta say took things into places I was not expecting. I mean, I don't even know if you guys saw it coming. I sure didn't. That is not a pun I meant to make either. <laughs> it, and, and this is going to be a spoiler um, conversation for those out there that haven't seen the episode. Please see it now. So Yeah, because... <laughs> Because the spoil is about to commence right here. Yeah. And with our summary, we actually have a special, you know, uh, summation, which, you know, comes from none other than the, the creators themselves. Yeah. Um, I work at a website called The Wrap, and one of our reporters today, Jenny Moss, who is awesome, was doing an interview with none other than Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones, the executive producers of Black Mirror. And I never like to bother people who come in the office, but this time I had to because Charlie Brooker's kind of my guy. I mean, he's, he's written so much stuff that I absolutely love. I was just kind of going to go nerd out and introduce myself, and they agreed to sit down with my phone really quickly and answer a couple of questions about Striking Vipers. Um, you can hear some office noise in the background, but it's an authentic experience, uh, <laughs> if nothing else. Um, so yeah, we'll just roll tape right now of my very quick interview with Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones at EPs of Black Mirror. Can you talk about the intention of the episode and what, what, you're, what you want to convey with it? Um, I think uh, there's many things are going on. It, as often happens with Black Mirror, it came about because during a conversation we were having about story ideas, this dilemma presented itself this bananas idea of two guys you know two two guys who are old friends go into a Tekken style Street Fighter style VR game uh, and start having what within the game world is like a heterosexual fling yeah but on the outside world they're still one of them is married and it was just such a delicious dilemma we couldn't sort of ignore it and it was a, a and then as you uh, just discussing it and thinking about it, you you realise it touches on all sorts of issues about male communication in friendship, about masculinity, about pornography, mm. um, yeah. infidelity. So 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 it was like the sort of dilemma came first, and then the themes came second, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that observation as well that the porn becoming a lot more sophisticated and tailored and personalised and um, immersive changes that whole relationship that we have with porn and what maybe once was a sort of healthy distraction can become um, an affair and at which point uh, you know are you cheating on your partner and that was something Danny, Danny tackles in the film where he sort of is the, the two of them, Danny and Carla, having such a unique sexual experience yeah. that can't be defined anywhere else that they don't quite know, they can't understand it, but they are enjoying it. It's, you know, they just, uh, it's so intoxicating, this 
sexual fantasy and this wish fulfillment that they can't not do it and it's threatening their relationship in the real world um, and so the, this, this parallel that they are friends and have a bromance in the real world and yet because of that easy camaraderie and familiarity are having amazing sex in this VR world is just, you know, it's just baffling for them. But, yeah. And I, 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 there's, a, there's a scene early on in it that is directly inspired by... One of, the, one of the seeds for the idea was I had been struck... I used to play a lot of Tekken back mm. in the 90s. I used to be a video games journalist, and so I would play everything that came... It was a dream job in many ways. But um, I played a ton of Tekken, and, um, and I was one day struck by the fact that my neighbours probably thought there was an S&M dungeon operating <laughs> in our flat because it would be me and a flatmate at all hours of the day or night going, oh, 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 God, oh, no, no, there we are. Oh, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, and uh, we realised, oh, God, that's what the, the neighbours must think. It, like, this did you voice that? Did you have that conversation with your mate? Yeah. You did. I said, "Oh my God!" Like, and I, did and, he think and, you and were we, coming on to him? No, no, no. And I'd say, <laughs> no, because I'd save that for afterwards. But then I'd say, I'd say, you know, we'd say, "Oh my God, that's embarrassing." And then we'd go, "Oh, another game," and you'd get into it, and you'd forget, and again, you're making the same noises again. So every time we'd be going, "Oh my God!" And then so, so that that sort of plays out. You see them as you see um, Carl and Danny as young younger guys at the start, and and you see you hear them sort of making those noises because I always always thought I did think well there is something primarily a little homoerotic about this game here like here's this is a thing where I am when I'm playing that with my flatmate I am in a sense I'm wrestling yeah. it's like I'm 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 con- controlling a hypersexualized character yeah. in the game and we're sort of grappling <laughs> and wrestling with each other um yeah so that was the only outlet I had <laughs> um and yeah Black Mirror has a lot of colorblind casting where you could imagine a white actor or a black actor. Mm-hmm. Or it, was this one where you intentionally cast this with a particular race in mind, or did it matter? Um, it did. It, I think the script was the script was definitely completely colorblind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once we once we we knew we did we because and in fact the original version of the script was set in sort of suburban. London, and when Owen came on board, Owen Harris, who directed it, he said, I'd like to set this. So he suggested filming it in Brazil and giving it a different feel. And then we sort of thought about it more, and I sort of thought, I thought, I find it, I thought, I, I realized at one point we haven't actually had an episode that had centered on a couple. Yeah. Well, and now it's a sort of, it's a trio actually. Where, where they're all like African-American, for instance. We hadn't yeah. ever done that. Um, and so uh, we so that, so that so we did then, I think once we'd cast Anthony, we thought, let's do that. And then, yeah. and then I did go back and I tweaked the script a little bit yeah. um, so that it didn't sound, uh, about, but, you know, apart from anything else, it didn't sound like British people talking yeah. to each yeah. other. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's... What I what I think is uh, I hope is refreshing. There's no I don't think there's any there's no racial issue in it from, no. from from my perspective. So um, yeah, I just thought it, it felt it felt like uh, just felt a good like a good thing to do. Is mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just felt yeah, yeah. Like I think a good yeah. thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, wasn't really a question. Mm. Yeah, well, you just get the best actors and. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, all three of them, 
like knock it out of the park. Oh, really. God. like are uh, like you know they all they all give so, like it's 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 incredible to see Anthony doing something that's sort of very different from things he's done before. Yaya, you know, is like a firework, mm-hmm. and then Nicole is is like heartbreaking in all the right places. It's like the, the scene in the restaurant is like always sort of gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing acting. And we're back. Uh, full disclosure: Keith coughed like three times during the break. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. keep it real over here, honest yeah, with yeah. the people. I got my tea here, though. I don't know. Is it? I think it's a sinus thing. You know. Hey, man, you <clears> just you probably logged into the the console striking vipers a little too long. <laughs> but right, so when I. When I saw this one, I was like, we have to talk about this because a couple of things people should know up front. Like, Aaron is one of the top three Street Fighter players in the world? In the world, Craig. Is it the world or the country? It's the world, right? Well, if you get three people in the room, I'm the top, baby. But 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 I but I will say you know Tim is joking about my Street Fighter prowess, but I am nice. I, in I'm the I'm not. Aren't you? Aren't you really highly ranked? Like you're really officially highly ranked, right? I wish that was the case. I am really highly ranked in making an app for the FGC, but currently not highly ranked. I do go and travel to tournaments. I actually, was the Combo Breaker uh, in late May, one of the biggest fighting game tournaments in the world. Some would say the best. Oh, among the best, and you know, so I, you know, I'm all into this scene. I play all the, you know, all the different games, and so this was really fascinating to see. I did not know where it was going. Still kind of shocked by it. It was really dope, though. Like, I mean, I really thought that they captured some things that I probably would not have called homoerotic. But since the creators calling it homoerotic, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I could argue too much with that and my wife has always always argued that the tension she sees between two dudes who are really really into playing a fighting game or you know whether uh, old woman as well too there's something about it that like almost gets a little primal because like you're trying to outsmart another person and it gets really really intense like when you are just really heavy into it and she's seen me plenty of times like at the beginning of the episode stay up with friends until you know the sun comes up just going at it over and over and over so she was like yeah this this you know it reminded me of stuff yeah it she reminded said, me of like when um <clears throat> i used to come over your house after work me you and kevin and we'll play fight night to four o'clock in the morning and i'd be beating that ass and, um, <sighs> these lies see there was no footage back then with um no smartphones with old with old jake lamada jake LaMotta, man, Roy Jones. <laughs> Well, all right, see, look, it's happening now. All right, let's let's back up for we we go on. Are you guys gonna have sex with each other? Like, what what was that? <laughs> look, I don't know, man. I'm starting to sweat over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that, man, it, it's gonna be a lot of suspect things said in this episode. So y'all just got to deal. Oh, uh, man, yeah, it was a, it was but, a uh, very awkward episode, right? I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still, definitely. I, I think I couldn't completely get um, uh, wrap my brain around it. There's different things that I've been thinking about, but <laughs> no, please, please talk about it. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I don't know. Like, like just kind of like what, what what your wife was saying, what Sarah was saying about you know those moments and when you're sitting up playing the game with someone, 
like, I don't know if you could say that in a way that's kind of an intimate moment. Because I think anything that you're up late doing with somebody is a, it's kind of like an intimate thing, I guess, you know. Like, if it's if y'all been doing something from 8 o'clock all the way to about 3 o'clock in the morning, and then, you know what I'm saying, you spending this much time with one person and doing something that you, you know, pretty much enjoy, it's kind of like, uh, I don't, you know, whether it's working on a project or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it it also made me think about how, I mean, I can't speak for every every man out there, but I think for the most part, a lot of a lot of us have issues with um, expressing ourselves with each other the way that women do. Like women, sometimes are are easier to you know express their emotions and talk about you know what they're going through and so on and so forth. Whereas guys, we always connect through the things that we do with each other, rather it's playing video games, rather it's watching sports or, you know, working on a project or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because even like you notice with uh, Anthony Mac, Ant- what's his name? Anthony Mackey's character? Yes. Um, when his wife kept asking him about his friend and he was like, you know, I don't know. Like I only, you know, I only see him once a year, so on and so forth. But these people, you know, they were like real close friends back in the day. But like when it came to them in the video game, they were just always so close. Like that was what, that's how they expressed themselves with each other. Well, and what's weird about how you put that too is one of the, and like, I'm kind of giving away what I used to study in school, but in, in Southern Gothic tradition, oftentimes what happens is. Something comes up, like, there's somebody that one of the main characters cares about, they haven't seen him in forever, and then they pop up, and then stuff starts happening. And that definitely felt kind of like what was happening here. I mean, it's just really interesting the way they portrayed, you know, male friendship. Because oftentimes you do get out of touch with people, and it's not even because you're not thinking of them. Like, men sometimes have a hard time just keeping up with each other. I, I don't know why that is, but, you know, I mean, I, I've lost touch with several of my friends, you know, many times. And oftentimes, if there's a new game that comes out, though, we're on top of it, you know. And then, you know, we're, we're right back to kind of kicking it, you know, in this virtual setting. Um, obviously, not to the degree we see here. But, um, and I mean, like, as far as immersion, when I say that, um, what did you guys think of the kind of, from the, the tech standpoint, how they took that, that virtual reality instead of having glasses on, just putting like this little chip or I don't know what you would call it, but like near your forehead. And then like when you start playing, it actually just knocks you out of consciousness. Like when does it It's about to happen soon, right? I, I feel it's, like that's where it's going. It's got to happen at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so. now, it, it's all because I don't know if you guys heard about Google Stadia. Yeah, um, I heard about like, it. Are you guys familiar with that at all? Yeah, I am. Hmm. Google Stadia is basically um, it, it's Google's uh, entry into the video game world, and essentially what they're doing is they're saying we can you can get on Google Chrome and play a game with better graphics than a PlayStation Four in Chrome. And it'll load faster, all kinds of stuff. Now, there's lag on the controller a little bit. And I know they're continuing to improve on that with the latency and saying if you got a certain speed, you'll be straight. But whole thing is basically you don't need a console. You just pay 10 bucks a month for this service, 
play through Google Chrome the browser, which is impressive. And it runs through all these different high-speed servers and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But the main thing I'm trying to get to is that... It's like the Netflix the idea, of gaming. Netflix, yeah, Netflix of gaming, essentially. And the big thing is it's getting us ever closer to this, this ability to have things that are that immersive from a technology standpoint. Yeah. It's really, really crazy. So, um, this episode also reminded me a lot of, um, I don't know if you guys saw the, um, San Junipero episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did not. Um, so it was kind of like the same type of concept where you had two characters that were, were attracted to each other in a virtual world, but in the real world, they pretty much hid their, um, their, uh, homosexual attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I love that episode. That's that's my second favorite Black Mirror episode, and this is probably my fourth favorite Black Mirror episode. Mm. Um, and I think like what they what they the way they use technology to just have like people transcending their environment, I think was amazing. And I like I like the way this episode resolved. I like the way that it resolved the marriage, like mm-hmm. the fact that I mean. Uh, Nicole Bahari has that amazing speech like about midway through where they're mm-hmm. at dinner and she just knows there's something wrong with the relationship and it's like the realest speech like it's like when if, when you've had those moments in a relationship when like you know things are bad and you can just like feel things falling apart it's like one of those speeches yeah but it's not and things it feels, are falling apart because you don't love each other right no it's it's like you're you've been caught doing something or like you know that they've done something or whatever it is like something is going very bad and the way like the hurt that she has is just so visceral and just such good acting um but the way that they resolve this thing where it's basically like look whatever arrangement we work out among each other uh, or amongst each other is okay um and it seems Mm -hmm. like at the end she's going to go out and sort of quote-unquote cheat in the real world and he's going to go out and quote-unquote cheat in the video game world but it works for both of them and it's just I think the way my wife and I, so I watched it with my wife and as that's happening, we, if you go back and look at it, there's a calendar. There's a date marked off on the calendar. I think it's just his birthday. Whatever day it is, they have a day marked off where they can go do their thing in their different worlds. Hers is her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the reference she makes. And, And the thing is, so he can do his thing in a virtual world and she can do hers in the real world. And the thing is, they're two people who love each other, who have a family, they have a whole life together, and they don't want to break it apart over this particular thing. Now, it, actually, you know, I want to come back to this idea of technology as a drug and how and the idea of the fact that these pro, like, the fact that they can even have sex in the game means it's programmed in the game and it's not regulated by any government shit, which is weird. Mm-hmm. And that, not weird, like, it doesn't, it's not mentioned in the story, but the fact that it's in the story means that, and the way Black Mirror talks about different things means that Big Brother element, it's, it's, it's omnipresent, but they don't really have to talk about the politics of it. You're just recognizing that that's there, and it's interesting to think about that and where things are going. Specifically, is even right now, there's a law in Congress to address loot boxes and video games. We, I want to come back to the idea, because it's, it's super interesting, but... Hmm. Um, how did you guys watch this? Did you watch it alone? Did you watch it with somebody else? Like, where, where were y'all? 
Because I think that really affects how you see this. Yeah. Yeah, I was alone, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine watching this with like being like, oh my God, hey, Keith, Tim, come over. Let's watch Black Mirror together. This is going to be so dope. It's a Street Fighter episode. <laughs> yeah. And then you sitting there with your dude friends and like, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, I, I also want to bring up like, so I've seen articles about this, about how they feel like this episode failed to the um, LGBTQ community as far as. Um, Telling like that type of a love story. What do you guys think about that? Or okay, so so here, here's the thing. All right, that's I, I want to get into present. another like. No, go go ahead, Tim. What were you about to say? I, like to just tear off the bandaid and go into all the difficult stuff. I also want to know if you guys think there's like a racial component to it. Like you oh. heard me ask that question about colorblind casting. Like, would this story have worked as well? If it was two white dudes. Okay, so here, here's here's the funny part. Me and Sarah sitting there after the episode stopped and, and it was done, and we were like, man, I'm so glad they went with Asian characters because, man, if those are two white people, that has a whole different context to it. Oh, like they have like, like, like their, like their two, Asian emoticons? Two, two black people going into a virtual world to be white people that have sex with each other has a totally different context. <laughs> you know like there's some stuff happening it's just kind of hard to get into and I'm glad they, they chose the route they chose So uh, it, it also made me think about this this idea I remember I was talking to one of my um, my cousins and she was asking me about, she, we were talking about porn mm-hmm. and she was saying how she think in a way she think it's kind of gay for a man to watch porn I didn't really understand it because I used, you know, would watch porn all day every day but she was like, you essentially watching another man have sex with a woman. And okay, she asked me, what's, like, what's why? gay about that part? Because the fact that you're looking at another man, naked, body, and his penis, all of that going into a woman, and so on and so forth. And so her, her, her thing is like, are you picturing yourself as this person having sex with this woman? So that's what another thing I was thinking about when I was watching that. It's like... Mm-hmm. They're so disconnected to it because even the other guy compared it to porn. He said it's not really cheating; it's like really like porn. Well, because it's not physical. So, yeah, but but you but you're actually doing the physical act and actually feeling like you're actually having sex, but you're doing it with a different body, which in their minds is disconnecting them from the actual act, and therefore. Well, so and I think, but see, I think that's why some people. Because I think you and I have probably come across similar articles talking about how the LGBTQ community has reacted. Here's the thing: like, I I, I can't speak to that experience. I don't really, I don't want to judge how they view it, but I do feel like it's kind of not really about LGBTQ. Like it is, but it's not because these this is about two men who. Whatever their feelings about sexuality, they clearly haven't explored it all the way. And and I think it's about just also like just trying to these are two people who are near forty trying to grapple with that, but also trying to grapple with the idea of like the fact that they are um Okay, so here's a couple other things. You gotta remember is about like why they might be so into being in this world also. Um, Danny, so Anthony Mackie's character, remember he has a hurt knee. 
So yeah. he also in this world is like superhuman, basically. You know, and, and that yeah. makes him feel good. Um, the other guy, like at some point they mentioned this, but but his friend said he wasn't interested Carl. in like, yeah, Carl. Carl was not interested in any sort of physical change in the real world, but he liked being a woman in the virtual world. And when he talked about what it felt like to be a woman, to experience sex, sex as a woman, yeah. you know, I, I forgot exactly how he talked about it. He's like, it's, it's like, it's like the difference between like a solo and an orchestra or something like that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, was, I don't know. I've, I've never been a woman and had that, you know, happen. But the thing is though, we're talking about something that's programmed into a game. Like it, 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 what's really interesting to me is like thinking about one how that functions. Like it's really because he kept talking about it like it was an addiction. Like because he remember he said we got to stop cold turkey. He stops cold turkey. He's like, man, I'm even doing bears in the game now. And mm-hmm. if he if he feels like that that sensation with a man, I mean, that means he's supposed to feel the reality of what it would be like to be with a bear. And also he's something like they he was doing stuff with multiplayer lobbies and all this other stuff. I mean, they they programmed all this stuff in the game. But the thing is even kind of sticking out to me even more than that when Sarah and I were watching it we were like wow this is crazy and she was like man this is so hot but this is so wrong this is so wrong because it's like you know mm-hmm. these people get to be passionate with each other but like he's having a serious affair you know like it ain't just like kind of the way those actors depicted the, the characters and what they're doing in the game they ain't just like you know having just casual stuff they talking about it's the best i've ever had and you can see it on their faces they're like grabbing each other's mouths and you know rolling around and shit like it ain't this is not a passion it's just regular but but Um, while that's really keen for them and great it's programmed in the game like it's interesting it's it's like you can't do things that like all right imagine the situation where you're programming a game and you see users try to do this you're like okay well like that's an oversight. Let's just stop. Like, if somebody tries to drop their pants, let's just stop it from even being possible to drop your pants. Hey, people are trying to have I, sex. How about we don't I, let them ejaculate in the game? I guess they tried I, I kind of think the really game sense. creators must have known what they were doing. Like, of they must have known this, this whole thing is just a pretext for every time people you buy to have sex in the game. Now, every time you buy a game now, you have to click on something that says you agree to watch the publishers use your game data to track what you're doing in the game. Yeah, of course they were wow. fucking watching. Wow. Like, that's what was so fascinating to me. There's There are people, like, if you actually did this, who know this is happening, and they're not patching it out. They're just, like, keeping it there. And there's an account, like, if you have, like, multiplayer lobbies where people are all doing this together, that means you have an economy probably around it, too, and all those other communities and stuff. But then it also means kids might be able to do this stuff, too. Like, there's a lot of weird implications. Well, I mean, I mean, stuff. yeah. What, what I mean, I'm just saying, like, if it's not regulated and you're letting all that kind of stuff go down, there's a lot of weird big brother stuff that could possibly be happening. It's really crazy. Like if you ever were to let that happen and that would mean somebody was making money off of it too. It's really strange and crazy because you're letting people feel this great sensation and they always feel like it's almost like the first time for them. Well, I like think, that, that, that's I think, something when you put it in their brain, it's making them feel that way. And that's why them going into their world in that virtual space and not being able to sense anything else feels so crazy. He doesn't even sense his son doing it until he kicks him or watching, you know? They made the game to be as realistic as possible. That's the whole point in the story, that they made the game to make it as realistic as possible. Now, of course, humans are going to be humans. They're going to find some way to fuck something up or be, you know, depraved in it. Like, people do it with The Sims. 
You know, and of course, like they, but they, they, they make it to be that way. But right. you don't have to do that. You could literally just ma- fight in the damn game. You, you but the thing is that they do made anything the game. that's not programmed in the game to do though. Exactly. Like that, that's more what I'm getting at. Exactly. But so. I, I mean, I, I guess you're looking at it too hard. It's just science fiction. Like, I no, mean, no, 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 like, look, look, <laughs> like, like, look, I think what, the what whole the whole is, point is that the 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 connection that that made him addicted to the game was the connection that he had with his friend. It's not because of the game itself. The game was made to to emulate whatever actions that you make, whether it's you getting hit, rather you having sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, whatever you was to do in the game, you supposed to feel it. That's just how they made it. But Okay, so, because I'm not disputing what you're saying, like that the fact that he just wanted to keep doing it with, with Danny was kind of what kept having him come back. But the idea that you can do that at all is like something that's intentional like you like in the sims like sure you can do all kinds of stuff but they will limit you from doing certain things like period and and well what was it grand theft auto vice city when you had that hot coffee stuff in there that everybody was so riled up about and they even were talking about it in the government like why are these these things with these prostitutes and all this different stuff you can do and these kids can play this game that was one of the big arguments in the mid-2000s about grand theft auto and even like allowing content like that to even be in a video game. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I think you probably are right that maybe he just can't get that sensation without it being with him. But, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that was interesting too is you're talking about two people who, when they met face-to-face, they didn't have a spark. But when they're in the virtual game, the the other thing I I think I'm kind of, you know, thinking about is these are two people who who are uh aesthetically very pleasing to look at uh they're in peak shape um who, who the, um, the, 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 the two characters, characters or the real that they're characters. playing with the two characters they're playing with okay so the two characters they're playing with like i mean i think that that plays a role in it too you know um what they may or may not be into versus what they would even consider doing in real life. I mean, like some people do stuff in dreams. I mean, you know, or you consider doing things in dreams that like you would never do in real life. Like you might even know it's a dream, but that inhibition to, you know, uh, well, oh, you, you like the ability your brain to tries to inhibitions. Right. Yeah. Your brain tries to mess with you and has you do things that you would never want to do. And then you wake up like, Oh, because that's just how your brain works. I but mean, that's the thing, like, yeah, and what I think they're getting into, technology warps how we behave and warps, like, how we, like, the, the things that we find um, that we can't do without, you know? Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with parts of what both of you are saying because I think, I think Aaron, you're right that this has to have been built to the and Keith, I think you're right that it only works with certain people because he does say the thing about like even even sex with a polar bear, which we would all assume would be the best thing ever, right? Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, isn't isn't that great? Um, and it does only work with certain people, and it does seem like that the other new Black Mirror episode, um, um, uh, Smithereens, talks about how some of these how some technology is designed to be addictive i think definitely the game makers did design it to be addictive and do like that some people will find their soulmate in the game um so it's kind of what's interesting is like how it plays out like if we assume that all those things are true how does it then play out and what effect does it have on their lives and i find myself wondering like 
are they technically cheating? Um, they've never touched each mm-hmm. other until the point when they actually kissed, like, as a test. Like, is this, is it cheating or is it just, like, a symbol of their connection? Like, it's I don't, new cheating. It's I cheating. think it's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. It feels cheating to me, but it's it's not technically physically cheating. I love that you happen to use the word technically there. It is technically <laughs> cheating. It's not literally cheating. Yeah. I, I, if you were not, going from the physical stuff, you know. Yeah, I think it's cheating and then it's, it's unfair to the spouse, too. The virtu- well, I mean, well, even I'm saying this, it, it's never stated or not stated. But, like, when they're in the virtual world, we don't get any um, signs of, you know, any sort of release. Um, and if you're looking at porn, oftentimes you will have that release. I mean, th- there is a difference, at least physically, you know, whether you're emotionally present or not is most of the time physically is not like, I can't do it. Well, it's not even said I can't do it. He just didn't want to, whatever. So he just made himself distant and that, you know, if he wanted to, the thing is, I don't think he could stop cold turkey if for him. It was the same thing, but for Carl, it was like, it was love. It might not even been like that he was physically attracted to him in the real world, but he loved him in that, in a strong sense like that, you know? I think they love things about each other that they don't have in themselves. Like things that sort of like Carl can see like domestic bliss when he looks at, is it, what's his name? Danny. Yeah. When he look at, looks at Danny's life and Danny can kind of look at like the freedom of Carl's life. And they both kind of like their lives, but they also want a piece of the other life. Well, and and they, <laughs> I I, I kind of, it was interesting seeing how they both, and kind of, it's unclear why Carl, excuse me, why Danny doesn't really feel fulfilled outside of being bored. But Danny very clearly, I mean, ah, I'm getting mixed up. Danny with the family life. It's not 100% clear why he's kind of distracted, but Carl, you can see him kind of grasping for some sort of anchor in his life, you know, some person that he can kind of, you know, not even necessarily rely on, but just kind of confide in and have as a rock for him. Um, and okay. Yeah. And, and, and like the, the Dennis Robinson, I thought was a good you know moment of that where they're at the dinner and he's like, ah, oh, it's like the, this bartender's like the Dennis Robinson. She's like, Having to look it up, she's like, "Oh, the basketball player." He's like, "Yeah." Um, uh, or like when he couldn't perform, and she was like, "You mind if I finish?" And she starts watching porn right next to him. And he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, that yeah, was pretty cool stuff." All right. I think I think Danny was um, just bored with domestic life, um, and then like kind of, I just being attracted to other women, the same way as his wife was attracted to other men. You yeah, remember he when was, was kind of scoping out that other mama. Yeah, at the barbecue, like, mm-hmm. and kind of being low key pervy. So it's kind of like when he did have that that freedom in the virtual world to kind of step out, but not really step out. It just kind of was addicted, addicted, you know, um, feeling for him and stuff. Because it added, I, I, I'm assuming it added some type of excitement into his life that wasn't there. Uh, Theo is his wife's name, right? Yeah. How did y'all feel about um, just her character uh, in this episode? I liked her a lot, actually. Um, Yeah, I think she's the heart of it. Yeah. 
because um, I agree. Because like she she knows something wrong, and you could tell, and she's also battling with her own things and and everything that she has to sacrifice within the marriage too, and you know submit to, and so like you feel that you know so which makes it even worse that you know in all of this he's going behind her back, having um virtual sex with his homeboy. Um, man, I, I, there's just some fun uh, moments in you know even if you're just reading the script where it's like she's like oh you know I invited Carl over you, you say you don't see him uh, that much doorbell rings uh, speak of the devil and he's like oh my god <laughs> like I mean I just the way she delivered things like that sort of irony um, I, I just thought she just was so spot on um, just delivered like a really fun performance uh, I said fun but I mean, I, fun to watch, but not you know, it's not like you're, you know, having good vibes watching what's going on. I mean, but I was, I was really, I was kind of surprised by the characters, and I mean, in a good way though. I, I was surprised that they came to that understanding at the end. But, but to me, that that kind of was like, you know, in marriage, this is the kind of thing that happens sometimes. Not virtual stuff and all that, but like two people who really love each other deciding to do something that works for their relationship, whatever that happens to be, and just making it work, you know. Because um, if they don't do that, then, you know, they won't be able to keep the life they have. But they're willing to, to both give up stuff so that they can feel satisfied, you know. So Yeah, I like their solution because I wanted, I wanted their marriage to stay together. Like, I wanted it to work. And, you know, I guess it comes down to whatever works between people works between people. But then it makes you think who 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 does he really love? Does he no, love he his loves her? Or his wife? He's not he's not leaving her, you know. Yeah, just because he's not leaving her, don't mean they love her. Sometimes yeah, people stay not. together just out of commitment. Well, they try to to see if it was a. Th- I mean, he even said like, "Look, if, if we kiss and not as a spark or how we put it, like, I mean, we'll we'll deal with it. We'll we'll make it work. But if I don't feel nothing, I don't feel nothing, and that'll be that." You know what I was thinking about it in a way? So, it made me think. So, in the San Junipero episode, for example, people's, um, people who were on hospice, they were having their consciousness downloaded into this world where they lived as young people and, and so on and so forth. So, it's kind of like being in a virtual world also. And it's very realistic world, so on and so forth. So it's like as if the consciousness is your your soul in a sense. So I'm wondering in this, it made me think if this works in the same type of way. Uh-huh. That when you're going into this virtual world, you're pretty much that's your that's your consciousness or the the human soul. Well, that's your chosen world. avatar, essentially. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's not really, but it's like it's you without a physical body. So you, well, you get to you get to so, choose who you are, who you look like. You yeah, know? you can choose who and, you look like. But what I'm saying is that you're without a body. So therefore, if you're looking at it from a spiritual level, you're a soul that's put into this world. So yeah, so, my, so without gender, yeah, without gender. So therefore, like no matter what you might look like physically, at the end of the day, it's two souls that are attracted to each other and not two physical bodies. So. And I might, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if that's what the creators were going for, but that's why I got from it was like the connection was more 
and how they connect spiritually with each other because they were already connected as friends. And so what that looks like in a in a in a world outside of their physical bodies is this having it is them having this ravages ravaging sex with each other, right? I mean, so, so but in I the guess... physical world it's not like that. In the physical world because of their physical bodies there's no attraction there. You know what I mean? Like, but, but that's but yeah. see okay but this this is kind of what I'm getting at. It's hard to talk about because what you're saying is a, like I buy 100 percent of that. But that's kind of why I think it's really difficult to talk about that without talking about what the tech is doing to them. I don't think the tech has I mean? nothing nothing to do with why they feel how no, they but, feel but, how they but feel. But that's it's impossible. Look, here's the thing: it's impossible to say that's not related just because the sensations they're having through that little microchip they're putting on their head, like, it's sending things telling them this is what you feel. Like, it, it's like this, the best sex you've ever had. Now, it doesn't have to tell you every time put into your head it's always the best sex you've ever had, but, like, you could literally end up doing it. And then, you know, it's just like anything. You you do something and then, you know, you could taste some cake or something. Like, oh, my gosh, best cake I ever had. And then you keep having that cake and eventually it don't taste like the best cake anymore. It just tastes like some good cake, which not bad cake, but it's not the best cake. The polar bear speech is really important, though, because when Carl lists all the ways he's tried to have sex and all the different ways he's tried to have sex in the game that didn't involve why I can't. I remember his name. Danny Mac character. Danny. Danny. Yeah. But that didn't involve Danny. He talks about how it doesn't work, so it really doesn't work with anybody but Danny. And, I mean, you didn't see Danny go like, oh, my God, this video game's amazing. Hey, uh, my wife, we've got to have sex together. Well, like, I just keep talking game, about it. I just, I'm just talking about on the base level, the fact you can even have that. Like, you could, you could, like, allow it the same way and take out the sensation and, like, it'd be the same. I'm saying, like, take out the sensation that people are able to feel from doing that and it'd be the same action and maybe they'd be just as passionate with each other. But, you know, I mean, it's hard to say. But I'm, I'm just, to me, like, I think. I think that's a strong takeaway. I mean, the, obviously, at the character level, what's happening is very important. But the only reason I don't get super hung up on that by itself, like their relationship, is just because they don't talk about anything. Like when they're in the game, that's all they talk about is sex. Yeah. And what's his name mentioned something about love, and and then like immediately Dan is like, oh no 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 no, I was just here for, yeah. for that part for for the sex part. I wasn't here for that next part. But how many how many yeah. men do do you know that's like that though? That like that that like they they more I don't know. I, like I said, I can't speak for everybody. But like yeah, but for that, the that longest, when I was care. younger, when I was younger, the only way that I even knew a woman liked me is if I had sex with her. That's how that's what I thought with love. Like I ain't never had to say I love you. I can have sex with her every day, and that's that was the physical act of showing that I that I loved her or, or giving and whatever. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that was one sided in this case, you know what I mean? So like that was with Carl, but not with Danny. Danny, but when I he think said, I Danny, love you that last time they did it, he was like, Oh no, no, no. That's cause Danny what? was bullshit. And he felt some type of way about him. He just know he's married yeah. and he didn't want it to seem like a, he, he kept saying he didn't want it to seem like a gay thing. Carl didn't care rather however you want to label it because he just know he liked it. He felt it. But Carl was also the type of person that just he just lived life like to the fullest like that, right? He has no restrictions. He has no boundaries. Yeah. 
Well, so I, I mean, think the whole thing is that Danny is That's what yeah. I'm about to say. I think that's really the bigger thing. I mean, the, the question is more like, not just, look, just because you, you really be digging somebody don't mean you can always act on that, you know, or at least a lot of people take the approach that you shouldn't always act on that. And that's the consequences of Danny doing what he, I mean, Danny has a lot more to, to deal with in, in a split with uh, Theo, obviously, than, than Carl would. And it's not that he doesn't consider her, but like, you know, when the, well, no, I should say, no, Carl doesn't really consider her at all. I mean, like, he doesn't respect her enough to not take the dinner invitation and like, you know, come up with a bullshit excuse. And when he saw that wedding, hey, I can't do it tonight, wedding anniversary, he was like, uh, you know, that sucks. But I mean, he really didn't care. He still wanted to, you know, get down that day. Could, could I ask a question, like a representation question? Sure. Like, Charlie Brooker, there's a couple things I think are interesting here. Charlie Brooker is a white British, I think heterosexual, man who's writing about two black men who have a sort of somewhat gay relationship, at least, who are represented by two avatars who are both Asian. And I think it's interesting that you rarely see, like, Asian men previously. You'd rarely see Asian men represented as, like, erotically desirable figures Mm -hmm. on screen. This is kind of a new a new thing for them to do. Um, so he's touching on a lot of stuff that is kind of not in his immediate domain as a British white man. Did he pull it off? The thing that was actually interesting watching it for me, and I mean, I actually have mentioned it. it it's It sounds so corny to say, but most of the time, for whatever reason, different depictions of black people out in Hollywood like they gotta throw some kind of hood thing in or they gotta throw some kind of culture reference of some kind of of blackness um, and I don't mean and I, look I'm, I'm obviously very happy to see representation all through the place but it's just like the way it functions sometimes is very um, trite and here you just get to see two people you know middle potentially upper middle class would call just kind of like sounding and talking like a lot of middle and little upper middle class black people do and I mean, because we just talk like regular fucking people. It's just you know, but it's just, we don't get to see that very much. So I, I thought that was was cool. And, but what was fun? I hadn't even thought about the way Asian men have been depicted as, as not being um, like desired people. But yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. I, I don't I don't even know how to speak to that. But I mean, they definitely. Um, I don't feel like anything that would be a negative here i felt like as far as representation it you know this episode pulls it off well i don't know keith what do you think of that um i don't i don't i don't um i don't know if it was like planned to and based off the the interview that you had with him tim i think like you said he just pretty much did it just for the fact that they didn't really have any depictions of black couples on there. Um, So it was interesting that they wanted to, when they did do a black couple, go with this particular story itself. Um, But I feel that I don't, don't, you know, I I, I like it for the most part. Well, I will say I, I can't speak for every other group of people, but I know a lot of times with black people, there are a lot of things that we try to hide from each other. Um, 
especially about like um, how we feel about certain things and you know how we relate with one another as and more so for the for the men a lot so I, I felt a lot of that you know like I feel like and, and to add to Aaron's point they also you could have switched the characters out for white characters and it really wouldn't have made too much of a difference to the plot overall um, yeah. because they wasn't you know they were just you know, just re- just people, really, at the end of the day. But um, I don't know. I guess I guess I didn't think about it too much. Like as well, I was I, watching I, I it, do. like well, I didn't I was, think just about to comment that. on what you said too. I I don't think the script definitely. Um, and, and, and to to Broker's point, I mean, it doesn't seem like they wrote it for black people. But I think the direction that was taken and the way the actors played it out, it did feel like you were still watching black people, though. You know, if that makes yeah. sense. I mean, I think the, the the creators behind it, while they didn't necessarily have to have that intent, as the episodes being being worked out and, and created, I thought they retained some tiny things and in, in mannerisms and and you know very slight things with speech and just the way people would touch each other and speak to one another and lean in and do certain things and and, and just the interactions between them, the way they chose to interact, very mm-hmm. much felt. Uh, you know, like it, it functioned in a way that was not, you know, unauthentic. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's a script thing. More so, that's that's the right. actors and how they, how they vibe with each other as mm-hmm. being um, people of color. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if he was really going for anything with that, but I think you know, I, like I said, I ain't really put too much thought into it to be honest with. But you gotta, you gotta trust the actors and everybody else to do that too, though. And, and I think sometimes we've seen moments where that trust isn't there between you know the people in front and behind the camera. And you know, I, I but I did think that yeah, just speaking to a lot of that is is coming from the actors. But you know, kudos to kind of letting them really do that and not try to like I don't know, give them a classic direction so to speak yeah i thought it was for me i thought it was striking to see like two masculine black men in this in this scenario um because i feel like you see like white gay couples more often on screen and it's just it's just like an unexpected turn like it's just something i've seen in like moonlight i guess but not in that much other stuff mm-hmm. and also, I just want to clarify, I'm not by any means saying, you know, Asian men are unattractive or something like that. I'm just saying that Hollywood has traditionally not cast a lot of Asian romantic leads, which is, you know, fortunately changing. But it just, it seemed like for a long time it wasn't a thing that happened because of stereotyping and, you know, racism. Yeah. What a what a interesting freaking episode, man. Like, I, I really, I feel like we tapped on, like, half of the... I mean, hell, maybe not even half of the things that are really interesting about about just everything that is is trying to pull off. I mean, is so I'm not a regular uh, watcher of Black Mirror. Apparently, I'm about to be. Um, a, a lot yeah. of episodes that's this kind of insightful and trying to show all this craziness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of it's not all of them are good, though. I mean, not not all of them are great. And I still don't think this, this isn't like in my top five best Black Mirror episodes, mm-hmm. um, because after this, I've seen five, so what's in my top five? After they actually start boning in the virtual world, 
I'm kind of like, okay, I see where this is going. And that's that's pretty much it. But usually, like, a Black Mirror episode, you know, after a while, it kind of throws some more little things your way. So, um, I don't know. Man, it, it cool. I see I say he's a black husband watching with his black wife. That was a... That was an intense episode to be watching. <laughs> I mean, we ain't got nothing crazy like that going on, but it still was like, what? Because, again, I play these games all the time. I'm involved in these communities. And I thought that was what was really cool. Actually, you know, there's no way to know Broker has, like, a, a background in playing these games so you hear him say it himself. Crazy, uh, right? That's wild. But, like, you know, I think that also may have, have um, played a part in him choosing to uh, cast black leads because in those communities, it, it's majority black, you know? I and, heard about that, yeah. Yeah. So, I heard it's the thing about black men really loving fighting games. It's like cause it's true. competitive. Yes, yes. I and heard. the thing is, when you outsmart somebody and you in their fucking head, uh, my, my wife said, like, Aaron, she said, for you, that's like two... Two steps away from sex. Is you outsmarting somebody in a fighting game? It's like, is you be like, you know everything they finna fucking do, and you come back, you tell me what the fuck's happening, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know if it's two, it's probably further back than two steps, but like, it's pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie. But she was like, yeah, it's really homoerotic, basically. Cause it, she was just like, the, 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 the hype way, well, it, the, the way in which people get hype. She's like, yeah, she was like, I've always, she's like, that episode just like, Said something I could never put my finger on. I was like, "Man, shut up!" Ain't all that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really it's 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 like you know, like Keith said. I mean, when you it's it's a very intimate thing. Like when you're playing something for that long, because I mean, that means you're not getting bored either. I mean, like you're really enjoying the competition. Um, and and it, it can definitely seem like that to people who are just hearing you know on the side. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. I got you. <laughs> You know, so I don't know. But uh, so before we close up, uh, any any extra thoughts y'all want to throw in real quick? Uh, th- this isn't my top five. This is in my top five Black Mirror episodes. I just thought it was so different and also really well acted. Like maybe the best acted episode of all of them. Um, Nicole Bahari in particular. I hope I'm saying her name right. I love the like fantasy world they create in the game and how just visually striking and cool it is and uh yeah yeah i just i just thought they really went all out and took a bunch of risks and it was i really liked it i really respected and appreciated it yeah i I know some people might find it hand-fisted but i love that they had like when uh carl says i love you and then danny goes over he's like no and like he punches the the g in the game over i was like that's pretty (laughs) funny like it's a lot of little tiny you know things that they did that were just so cool that we didn't get get to really you know appreciate in this episode. But I mean, I I thought it was it was a really um, good hour of I was gonna say television, but content content. We'll go with content. Content. <laughs> what about you, Keith? Anything you want to close out on? Um, no, I I just kind of go with my whole point and like like my overall thing that I got from the episode and like. I guess it made me question, like, what actually really connects us? Is it is it is it something deeper? Is it the soul, or is it, you know, just us being connected by physical bodies? You know, because it's it's certain things that we might not be able to understand. Just like as a heterosexual male, it's hard for me to understand, you know, 
in a way like you know what what attracts two men to each other is it the attraction to sameness or maybe is it something deeper than that right and that that episode made me think about that in a way like what what is it is it is it the physical or is it something else so yeah something that's transcendent so that's my final so, thoughts. He, he just gave it a transcendent score, and it's not in his top five. Yeah, it's not in my top five. I mean, there's a lot of Black Mirror episodes. No, 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 no. I, I just meant like that's the quality of the show. I mean, you got to watch some more, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to do it. I got to do it now. It, it's, yeah, that left an impression on me. It was really Yeah, good. me and Tim will write down our suggestions of like our top five favorites. So you'll have 10 to start off with. So, I mean, I'm going to watch the whole thing. I am curious to see how y'all rank them, though. Okay. Uh, Nosedive, Bandersnatch, which you've seen, this one, uh, Entire History of You is the best episode ever. Uh, Men Against Fire is fucking incredible. And uh, the third one I would put, I'm forgetting, oh, definitely San Junipero is amazing. You motherfuckers are just ready with episode titles. I thought y'all were going to be like, hey, let me like go back. Like, no, I got to go back. Good. Y'all just know them off the top of your head. I got to go back. Um, Tim is the entertainment journalist, so he probably <laughs> <laughs> is, is better at remembering stuff like that. I got to actually go through my Netflix queue <laughs> and stuff. So I'll I get back with you later. I'll I text it to you. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, look, if you've gotten this far, you obviously enjoyed the damn show. Please like and subscribe and review Loki. Um, also, please, if you have time, go over and check out Shoot This Now, the amazing, fun podcast about real stories you can be turned to movies by Tim and others. Um, and then... And check out, <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. in the multiverse, Aaron and Keith's other podcast, the podcast without me. And keep an eye out on on Aaron's upcoming ranking system for Fudder Video Games. He is seriously in his element here. Hey, no, nah, for real though. That app for the FGC is coming, y'all. I ain't been talking about it publicly. If you got this far, look, you got my respect enough to like know it's on the way. We finna replace and compete with the stuff that's out there now. So, right on. All right. So, man, I am I am super hype. I'm actually about to hop on some third strike. Whoop somebody. Uh, that's a fight game. <laughs> Um, but y'all be easy out there and we, we'll see y'all on the next one. Yeah, and I'll try to play more to come back 11. Peace. Please. All right. <laughs>